typical of young people then. One day Mel confessed to me that he was probably bisexual, and I told him that I probably was too. We exchanged addresses and promised to stay in touch after the conference ended, and I returned to my family. That summer, our family left Arizona and returned to Michigan, where our parents had grown up. We spent every June, July, and August outside a tiny village called Omina, where Mom and Dad had purchased a ramshackle old house on a sand dune overlooking a small inlet on Grand Traverse Bay of Lake Michigan. Mel and I wrote back and forth, and he asked me to join him for a trip to California for Pacific Yearly Meeting, the annual gathering of Quakers on the West Coast. The yearly meeting would be held in Moraga, California, which I noted on the map was just east of San Francisco. I'd been dreaming about San Francisco all year. Somehow, I persuaded my parents to let me fly to Denver in the first week of August. Mel met me there at the old Stapleton Airport, and we drove up to Logan first, then across the deserts and mountains to the green hills of Northern California. We were sleeping together by then, but not talking about it. Pacific Yearly Meeting took place on the campus of St. Mary's College in Moraga. There were all sorts of gatherings and planning sessions and other meetings, and I spent the first day just wandering around, seeing which of my friends were in attendance, and checking out the various workshops posted on the communal bulletin board. A small card caught my eye. Gay and lesbian friends will meet on Saturday afternoon with a time and room number. My first emotion was fear fear of taking a step that could not be undone. There were the names of two organizers on the card as well, Gary and Ron. My stomach turned over. I was so frightened and confused I couldn't sleep at all that night. The following afternoon found me pacing around the building where the meeting was to happen. I must have walked around the damn thing four or five times before getting up the nerve to go inside. And then I walked up and down the hallway, trying in vain to catch a glimpse inside the room through the tiny door window. Eventually, I took a deep breath, pushed the door open, and walked through, heart-thumping, face-flushed. Somebody laughed. We wondered if you were going to show up. More laughter. I looked around the room in amazement. Almost all of my favorite people were there. I cried, and then we all laughed. Gary Miller and Ron Bentley, the gay Quaker couple who had organized the meeting, lived on 16th Street in San Francisco and were active in an organization called the Council on Religion and the Homosexual, as well as the newly formed Alice B. Toklas Memorial Democratic Club. They had invited Del Martin and Phyllis Lyon to speak at the meeting. Del and Phyllis were among the founders of the first national lesbian organization, Daughters of Belitis, and had just published their groundbreaking book, Lesbian Woman. Dell and Phyllis spoke mostly about the role of lesbians within the larger feminist movement, but also about their efforts to change the hearts and minds of religious people. They inspired me enormously. Gary and Ron were very nice, but they seemed much older and not very cool, or maybe they were just on their best behavior. I had hair down to the middle of my back and loved rock and roll and smoking pot. I was pretty sure neither of them smoked. But they lived in San Francisco, and I immediately accepted their invitation to visit after yearly meeting concluded. We crossed the Bay Bridge late in the afternoon on a clear day, driving west across the span from Oakland through Treasure Island and into the city. 
The fog was piled up behind Twin Peaks and beginning to pour down through the hills and valleys and into the densely packed pastel-colored homes dotting the city's eastern neighborhoods. In the distance to the northwest, we could see the ferry building, Coit Tower and Russian Hill, the Golden Gate Bridge and the Pacific Ocean beyond. Closer in, the skyscrapers of the financial district rose up on our right. On our left were shipyards, piers, warehouses, and a coffee-roasting plant, all crowded together south along the bay's edge. We rolled down the windows, and the cold air smelled of sea and smoke and coffee and fog. It was the most beautiful thing I had ever seen. I stayed with Gary and Ron for a few days and tried to explore the city. I found it very confusing. The streets in the eastern half of San Francisco are laid out on two different grids, which meet in an angle at Market Street. Every time I crossed Market, I got lost, especially in the fog. Del Martin and Phyllis Lyon encouraged me, and I went with Del to a...